What's stopping you? What's stopping you is a farm advisory service project. Hello, my name is Jeanette Sutherland and I am delighted to be joined on this podcast with Nina Clancy, CEO of RSABI. Hi Nina. Hello everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, we've got a few questions for you. Now, the first question I'd like to ask is, would you like to tell us a little bit about your career path so far? Yeah, of course. Um, I started out as a BOCM Silcock trainee when I came out of Aberdeen Uni. Um, and that was down south. Um, after about a year and a half of um, doing that different parts of training, in sales and marketing and um, products and so on. Um, I took up a role with uh, NFU Mutual and NFU Scotland in the Scottish Borders, where I became an agent and group secretary. I was there for 23 years, built up an insurance agency um, and acted and lobbied on behalf of the farming members in the borders. I loved that job. It was great. Got me out and about all the time and met some wonderful people. Eventually, I decided that I needed a change, and in 2013, I took up a job with uh, RSABI as chief executive, and I've been there ever since. So that's a bit of a potted history. <laughs> no, and it's uh, covering uh, lots of different uh, sectors and type of things in the industry. When you've been, uh, when you look back on your career, what sort of barriers do you think you've faced, both external and internal? I think I've actually been quite lucky. I don't think I've ever come across any major barriers um, other than, you know, getting your head down and, and getting on with work. So, no, but I, I do know that, um, you know, sometimes it is a bit difficult if, if you're working too hard um, and then you get a situation where, you know, things, you don't get a break, you don't get home. So I guess from that perspective, it took quite a long time for me to sort of get my work-life balance organised. Mm-hmm. Lots of situations where people, when you're self-employed, you feel that you have to spend every moment either in the office or doing new business and uh, you forget that, you know, there's life outside that too. Have you got any strategies that you've tried to, um, that you've developed to try and stop that tendency to just be solely focused on work? Yeah, um, well, I don't know about strategies, but they, they do. Um, it's having hobbies. It's having something outside of work that's important. So I love walking. Um, I do quite a bit of curling. I love going out for food and drink, um, you know, so and, and socialising with friends. So it's actually planning the time, you know, booking a holiday and making sure you stick to it. Um, and, and and then all of a sudden you do start to enjoy yourself and you you come back much better when you get back to work again because you've had that break. Yeah, and no, I, I do, I do. I'm, we're so lucky in Scotland, um, especially kind of now during the lockdown. You know, we've got some wonderful places to to go and walk, and uh, some wonderful food and drink as well. So, yeah, that's my sort of escape from work, as it were. Yeah. So you're enjoying the country, starting to be opened back up a bit more, and you're able to get out to support the local Scottish food and drink industry. Yes. Well, I, went, I had my first outside lunch um, last weekend, which was a bit strange, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. it uh, when you get someone serving you with a face mask, it is, it's a little bit odd. But yeah, and walking, it, it was always something you could do for an hour's exercise here and there. And, and I live in the Scottish border, so I'm right at the Eildons. So I was oh, out wow. in the hills every day. I was really, really lucky. Um, in fact, I'm not quite sure what I would have done if I couldn't go out walking every day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, but before that, you know, if you look at all the sort of mountains that we've got right through Scotland and indeed I did a five coastal path not that long ago and it was lovely as well. So, yeah, we're, we are jolly lucky. So hopefully if lockdown continues to, you know, relax, we'll, we'll be able to get a bit further afield. Excellent. 
Now, I was reading, uh, you had a piece in the Scottish Farmer, which was all about advice to your younger self, and you mentioned, (laughs) (laughs) which was very, very interesting, Uh, and you mentioned that one of your mottos was, it was important to believe in yourself and not to put too much weight on advice that you receive. Do you Mm -hmm. want to expand on that? Because I think it's, it's quite an interesting idea to get the balance between the two things. Yeah, it was. It was funny. Uh, I took up, um, well, no, I took up, I applied for um, the Rural Leaders Programme um, in 2013, just about the same time as I took on the job at RSABI. And part of the programme was one-to-one counselling. Um, uh, and it covered sort of your leadership skills. It covered, um, you know, personal development and so on. And it really opened my eyes in so much as that I didn't have enough confidence in my own abilities even though I've proven time and time again that I can do the job and I'm good at what I do um and that confident that lack of confidence was holding me back somewhat now that's gone and I listen to my gut I listen to myself I don't get me wrong I listen to advice as well but mm. quite often especially and I, I, I don't want to decry women we lack confidence sometimes in ourselves and then end up going with the flow rather than standing up and being counted and that's that's certainly found a big difference in how I approach things. Um, for example, I would never have taken up a board position and I'm on AgriSpot and SAOS. Um, I would never have thought that I would add value, but I, I do. So, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds as if I'm blowing my own trumpet and I don't mean it to be like that. But it is, you know, and it's important for the industry that everybody's recognised for their strengths and get involved. And if you feel strongly about something, you know, Go for it, do it, because you know it, 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 time will escape you and you, you'll miss your opportunity. No, it's a it's an interesting one because even although you have overcome this barrier, the fact that you said I don't want to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet, like it is difficult yeah. because then that's kind of part of the thing why I think a lot of the time people don't put themselves forward because they always think oh there's somebody else who would do a better job. Even if that's true, if lots of people don't put themselves forward for things, then the board doesn't get the opportunity to pick the best person for the job, and it could be you or it might be someone else, but you know it's almost that people have to step forward or the organizations don't even get the chance to choose if you see what I mean Uh, absolutely and that's at all levels that could be at your local um, parent teachers association it could be local NFU it could be you know leadership position you know on a on a a public board for the Scottish government there's a lot of women out there they're the backbone of the agricultural industry but perhaps they don't put themselves forward for that lack of confidence and indeed men too I guess as well and youngsters there's so many young folk out there with some fantastic ideas that all of that will help the industry move forward because we've let's face it got some challenging times coming up so it is important to recognize the value that you, that you can give to a team and you were saying that the rural leadership was really important and you sort of tackling that thorn yourself yeah, definitely. You know, it was a watershed moment. I know that sounds a bit strong, but, you know, especially consider I've been working for myself for, you know, 24 years and done really, really well. Um, you know, I had the largest agency in Scotland and probably one of the most profitable as well. I had 14 staff, you know, but still I had self-doubt and didn't really recognise why. Um, and that that helped me. So, again, I think the Rural Leaders Programme's open just shortly. So if you get a chance, definitely apply. It's worth it. Excellent. And what we've been talking about just leads on quite nicely to the other thing I want to speak to you about, because you were heavily involved in the Women in Agriculture report. And I was just wondering what part of that work either really surprised you or has stayed with you since the report was published? Oh, crumbs, there's so many things. I guess we've touched on it slightly already, is the lack of women in leadership roles in Scottish agriculture. I think that's the thing that kind of I 
was quite surprised at. And it was, again, you know, I went through a process to put myself forward and gain that confidence. Um, and hopefully now a few others will do the same because having that diversity of thought is really important. Yeah, so so that if you look at NFU or Royal Highland Society or you know uh, even sort of the Young Farmers Board, that they, they are men dominated, but these organisations are trying to do something about that, and they are welcoming, and they do want you know more people to put themselves forward. So I guess it's a combination of the two, isn't it? It's women having the confidence to put themselves forward, and uh, industry and organisations you know handing out a hand and, and welcoming them. Um, uh, yeah, I, I only think things will improve if we get more diverse leadership roles, certainly. Get more people yeah. involved would be good. Yeah, and I suppose we all have a part to play for that because if you've got friends or peers that you think would be really good at something like that, maybe we're a bit reticent to maybe say, oh, you know, like you should really apply for this or, you know, you'd be really good at that because it can't just be uh, sort of uh, an organisation. An organisation is only a group of people, so we all mm -hmm. have to sort of encourage people and it's not like you're saying the younger people because I'm sure a lot of these organizations would be desperate to have more younger people so yep. it's just to create more linkages or something like that that's yeah contacts it's it's contacts and networks and and uh, that encouragement is really important I mean um the one of the other stats that came out of the task force group was when a woman sees a job description if they can't do 90 percent of it they don't apply when a man sees a job description, if they can do 60%, they'll apply and wing it. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it's fascinating. And, you know, I, I think that, that you know, I've got to be able to do everything before I apply for it is something that holds people back. Um, yeah, I think if you feel passionate about something, that's really important. So without that, if, if you've not got an interest in the subject matter or an interest in the area that you're wanting to put yourself forward in, then it, it just be it's about more about, you know, I want to be on a board rather than I'm really interested in cooperation and collaboration, which I am as far as SCOS is concerned. Um, and, and then, you know, that that aspect and, and what you bring to the table is your own skill set, which um, is is that's the diversity. That's that's what's important. Now, we're talking about people moving out of their comfort zone, and I think that you did that a little bit in the most in the last few years because you took part in media training with the BBC, which I, I saw on social media, and I was like, oh, that sounds terrifying. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that experience? It was, it was terrifying to a certain extent, but I knew it was something I needed to tackle, that it was an important part of the job. Um, you know, communication with people uh, is really important. So I applied um, to, to, to go on this training thinking it would be really good because they took you through radio, uh, TV, um, but also uh, voice coaching and um, projecting your voice, etc. And it was fascinating because there were other women, um, uh, th there were psychologists, there were doctors, there was um, people from the um, army and navy there as well. And the BBC were looking for more female voices um, as experts on the telly, you, you know, from news reports and things like that. So anyway, I, I tootle along going, oh, my God, what's this going to be like and, and so on. But I was really welcomed and they made you feel as comfortable as possible. So I was sat where Jackie Bird does the news. and they Oh, wow. yeah, exactly. It was really cool. And they filmed you and then gave you a critique after. And you could see yourself on the screen. It's oh my goodness, no! But um, yeah, it, it takes away the fear, and 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 you get a bit of science behind it. For example, wearing checks on the TV is a no-no because you know it, it flickers, the screen flickers. Oh. 
and you know making sure you've not got big chunky jewelry because every time people look at you they'll be seeing the jewelry they're not actually listening to what you're saying so there was lots of tips there was lots of uh, different ways of um, making sure your message is understood yeah it was fascinating and I have done more I've done more after dinner speaking I've done you know well this for example I would never have done this before you know, well, we're very grateful that you are thank you well I don't know about that but uh, you know it, it, it is it, it's important and if, if, if there's at the end of this one person puts themselves forward whether it's a youngster or a woman somewhere for a job that they perhaps wouldn't have done before I'd be Excellent. Now, media is something that there's often is quite a lot of media interest in, like crofters and farmers, and uh, it's quite a, a worry for people to, uh, to get involved. What would your top tips be for them to think about it? I guess it is important because uh, let's face it, agriculture and uh, crofting and farming are going to have to tell its own story, be it climate change, be it you know the argument of, of, for red meat, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is important. Talk about what you know don't talk about what you don't know you know and trust yourself because you know you if, if you're if it's your subject then people will listen um and people will understand so I, I guess and keep it keep it short and and limited to maybe one or two bullet points um but don't be frightened of the press and don't be frightened of you know tv and things and radio because people want to know what's going on in crofting and farming and they really love the countryside and the more we can explain what we do in it and the problems that we face and the struggles that we have as well as all the good stuff um more people will understand i'm noticing it just now actually you know there's so many tourists going out into the countryside in scotland just now and people are really worried about it but then if you've been stuck in a city for so long it's the first time you've had a chance to get out then you know so you can see where the conflict is. But if someone's there to communicate what how be responsible in the countryside, then you can resolve a lot of issues. But that's just yeah. kind of one example. No, um, no, it's it. But like a lot of things, um, I think there's communication has to be like a two-way uh, process. There has mm-hmm. to be like listening, but also like telling our story. And also, I think sometimes it's important, um, although maybe it's not maybe comfortable always for the people to be it but I think it's really important that um, crofting and farming has a real sort of human face rather than it just being sort of a, a an industry kind of thing because mm-hmm. otherwise the, the important connections that um, and that people have with their land doesn't come across in the press at all and it can get quite polarized when there's no need sometimes I feel yeah yeah I mean I came across to Sky Show and, and met you all there and you know you look at all the characters that we did meet on that day. There's so many people would have such a great story to tell. Um, Sometimes they don't even know it themselves, but with a bit of encouragement from the like of you, uh, yeah, it could make, it could be really impactful and make a big difference. In your, I've also heard you talking about it's important not to worry if you don't have a plan, but it's important to, you know, make sure that you grab opportunities. And I was just wondering if you had any tips on how you recognize opportunities when they arise. I, it's, that's a, that is a tricky one because I'm sure there will have been opportunities that I've had in the past that I've completely missed. But um, um, I think it's it's if if you've got a good work life balance and you're able to um, take time and have a wee think every now and again and just you know are there things that interest you are there things that you'd like to get involved with um, and then sometimes you know when you start to look for these things they they come to you. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds a bit kind of you know 
strange, but there's there been a few occasions where, you know, I thought I'd, I wanted to change um, in, in career, you know, when I stopped work with NFU Mutual. And it was a chance conversation in the car park at the rural centre in Ingleston, Edinburgh, um, outside the NFU office that I heard about the chief exec's job at RSABI. I did think about it and probably oh, I'm not qualified, the usual kind of conversation at that point that I had in my head. But then, you know, I went for it and and I'm looking back, I'm so pleased that I did. So it's just being aware, you know, taking time and having a think. And I think that's the only thing I can really pinpoint as to how to spot opportunities. It's, yeah. it's a difficult one. It's important to, you know, drive on and work hard, but to make sure that you give yourselves a bit of time just to stop, have a look around every so often, because otherwise... Yeah come up for air <laughs> and, and that's you know, a really good way of describing it <laughs> I mean there's so many I mean I've, I've had this myself is in so much as you know we, we go to I don't know a, a sale um, sheep sale and and that's considered a holiday you know it's actually not a proper holiday it's not a complete <laughs> break it's something you need to go away and do something completely different um but then I wouldn't decry leaving you know the farm and going off and you know go into a sale because the crack's great it's all about doing something different and, and taking time. Yeah. And I think it's it, there's an aspect where, like, just because other people find something relaxing and restorative, if you personally don't find it relaxing and restorative, find something else kind of thing, you know. Totally. Like if, you, if you hate beach holidays, then, you know, you need to try and find something else. And it might be more like, uh, it might seem more worky because it might be like visiting farms in the area around the beach. But if that actually is what rejuvenates you more, then it's... You know, it's a bit like the other things you're talking about. It's having the confidence to do what you need rather than just what the crowd thinks. Yes, that's yeah, it's true. A, a, a wee funny story. I used to have a boyfriend that loved fly fishing, and he was desperate to show me how to to do it. And we went and fished in lochs and all sorts of things. But I found it the most flipping frustrating thing ever. So <laughs> I, I never took to it at all. And they just because he would he would be able to fish all day and be completely relaxed, switch off. So absolutely, um, you're totally right. It's diff different things for different people. And yeah, when you find what it is that you like, yeah, stick with it. But I would say, I know having having an interest away from the farm or croft is important. Um, something that is completely different because it gets you out and meets you know total different group of people you know and it's important for agriculture sometimes it can be a bit insular and and uh, you know it only sees itself as it is as opposed to what other people how other people see us um, oh, and I felt I, I, I did notice that when I took on this job and started to do some other sort of hobbies like, like curling for example you know it's fascinating what other people think about farmers and crofters and some of it's good it's not all bad which is good. <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah so it's it's important to make sure that you're not just yeah you're not just stuck in one silo that you are mm -hmm. actually yeah like you're 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 mingling with like the wider community rather than just the agriculture community yeah some island communities are very much like that and we can learn a lot from them um you know it is difficult sometimes when everyone's kind of knows your business as it were but um that community backup and that safety net is is really important and you know other communities can learn a lot from that now you now we've talked about we've sort of mentioned this a lot but one of your big mottos is uh, work to live not live to work and uh, what tips do you have for for the listeners to actually embody this i think um we've mentioned already making sure you take the time you know, so if, if you'd like to go on holiday, I know I've been bad at this myself. So I'd, I'd really like to take a trip somewhere. 
um, is actually stick a week in a diary and actually take that time then because it's easy then oh I'll do it next month or I'll do it the month after I had a big birthday a year or two ago um, my 50th and I've always wanted to go to Everest Um, but I'd I'd put it off and put it off and I thought right this year I'm going to do it and just put three weeks in the diary and got it all booked up and oh what an amazing amazing trip it was and I kick myself because if I'd done it, you know, when I was a bit younger, A, it might have been a bit easier. <laughs> but but wow. those experiences, you know, I, again, when I was working self-employed, I would never have taken three weeks off. Never. And farmers the same. You know, at the end of the day, at farmers and crofters, um, the, be- the biggest business asset you've got is yourself. And if you don't look after yourself, when life throws a curveball at you, it's really difficult to cope with it. And by taking time and, and, and having hobbies and socialising with friends and things, you do make yourself more resilient. I, some people hate that word and I kind of do a wee bit. But, yeah, it, it's, it's that ability to bounce back when life can be a bit tough sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I certainly know that by my walking and socialising and the odd dram here and there, um, it really helps. Yeah. So it's it's to maybe look after yourself like you would an expensive piece of machinery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and very few of us do, if I'm being perfectly honest. And and it's taken my (laughs) later years to actually do that. 2020 has been a very difficult and strange year. And how is the work of RSABI adapting to that? Thankfully, we could all work from home already. And again, a benefit of of the whole crisis has meant um, that whilst we're at home, we're not in a car. And all those extra hours of travelling, we've been able to help so many more people. Um, so when lockdown hit, we actively contacted um, quite a lot of clients that were perhaps on their own, maybe a bit vulnerable or even, you know, that we knew were struggling with their mental health. So we actually built up over 150 clients that we were ringing either daily or weekly. And we could never have done that before. And that's really made a difference to, to, to people, um, whether that's uh, organising counselling sessions online um, we've also, have, believe it or not, bought jigsaws for people because they were running out of things to do. Um, and there's one 80-year-old chap who um, we managed to get a tablet, second-hand tablet donated and get him on Zoom. And he was able oh, to contact, contact his family. But, I mean, the man's amazing. I mean, he's, he's we've unleashed a monster. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting your technology tips from him soon. Oh, well, absolutely. It's quite, but, you know, it really opened, opened his eyes as to what we do. I mean, RSABI welfare team and helpline team do so much more than give out financial grants. That practical and emotional support now is the majority of the work we do. So more than 70% of all our time is based around that. You know, so that's issues with tenancies. Um, it's uh, debt problems. It's specialist plans to see if the business is viable. Um, yeah, we could we can do a lot. Even uh, housing, for example. Um, you know, when people are trying to move or retire, how how they can go about doing that. So I, I guess for anybody who's struggling in any way, shape, or form, just remember RSABI is there to help and and pick up the phone. The helpline's there every single day of the week from seven in the morning till eleven at night. Give us a try. Or if you know somebody that's you think perhaps is struggling, give us a ring and we can have a conversation about how to to best help that person. Yeah, we need to keep an eye out for each other. As I've mentioned before, there's some tough times coming. Mm-hmm. You know, when we leave the EU, there's going to be some difficulties from trade perspective. Um, they're sort of modelling now exchange rate problems that we might have. You know, it's going to impact each and every one of us. So, yeah, the, the more resilient we are, the better, I think. 
really worth repeating that it's not just if you yourself are concerned about yourself but if you if you're concerned about family or friends or neighbors then rsabi is a, it can be a listening year for you to help guide you how to best help them as well yeah definitely and it's all in confidence that's really really important you know we, nobody need know of of getting that support actually once people do we're really helpful at moving them on um, and and sometimes you know after two or three phone calls or um some a specialist plan being completed they we never hear from them again because they're back up and running and they don't need us anymore which is wonderful yeah, yeah. no no that's fantastic it's just sometimes um it doesn't need to be a, a long-term thing it can just be a, a wee rut or a period of being stuck and like getting that targeted response um, then rather than letting it run on can make such a difference to yeah definitely yeah the the case that we recently had um chap had lost his wife to cancer nearly three years ago um and he just had never been able to move on he was always struggling with it he couldn't sleep very well and what we sort of got to the bottom of was you know he hadn't gone through the grieving process properly um, and hadn't kind of come to terms with it all so we were able to provide him with a, an expert in bereavement um and he had 10 sessions on the phone with this person and you know he's so he's so much better he's in a much better place so uh, yeah basically there's so much more that we can do that maybe people don't realize no that's excellent and would you like to uh, we'll obviously have it on the FAS website and everything but do you just want to um read out the phone number in case anybody wants to just uh, note it down yeah it's 0300 111 4166 as I say, it's from seven in the morning till 11 at night, seven days a week. We have a, a sister charity called FCN that cover our out of hours service. And, you know, they're great. So, yeah, it, it's it's there for anybody who needs us. That's excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And for the listeners, please don't hesitate to contact them. If Even if you're not sure if RSABI can help, then don't hesitate to contact them. Here, here. Yeah. So you, if, if you don't think we can help, we'll certainly know somebody who can. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today, Nina. And I'd just like to repeat again that if anybody wants to contact uh, RSABI, please don't hesitate and all the contact details will be on the FAS website. Thank you very much. Thank you.